Hi guys, welcome back to this special edition of The Gripe, coming at you live on a Sunday. Hey, Sunday, fun day. Sunday, fun day, Gripes. This is Allison. This is Kai. And you guys, today, we're coming in for a special edition <laughs> of the first book club reveal. Hi, book clubs. Um, I wonder if anybody read it. Um, I know I my mom did. Everyone read it. I know my mom <laughs> and my auntie did. Did they tell you? Yeah. My mom told my her sister to read it. And oh, that's cute. And she's also going to let her know when we drop this podcast. A bunch of people that I ran into said that they'd already read it. Okay. So they're still eager to listen to our thoughts on it. We were late to the game on this Super book. late, yeah. And I guess one thing that I also wanted to put out there, so you guys, we're, we're talking about The Goldfinch today by Donna Tartt. Yes. And... So I just kind of keep a running list of books that like maybe one day I want to read, mm-hmm. and this was on there, and and you gave me I like sent a, them to you. Yes, like there was like three. three. I picked this one, and, and then we one. figured out it's almost eight hundred pages long. Yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> had no idea it was eight hundred pages long. Also, had no idea it was written by like a literary darling. Right. Like I don't care about that shit. I just want to put that out there. Right. That was not the reason. <laughs> that was not no. our intention. It was completely arbitrary why this book <laughs> yes. was chosen. <laughs> So, I mean, we, we're not trying to look smarter than you. No. Than any. We are not smart. <laughs> I feel smart because we finished the book. Because and I was like, hey, it's a peel with, with my pinky finger up. Still coughing up a lung over here. <laughs> Kai makes me laugh so much it makes my lungs hurt. Um, yeah, so we're not trying to be smarter than anybody. We just thought that this was, we were like, ooh, the underbelly of the art world. I mean, had I known it was that long, I would have not have chosen it. Yeah. But... It was such an easy read. It was an easy yeah, read. Yeah, but I'm glad that, that we stuck with it because it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I saw it on the Kindle too, or had it on the Kindle because yes. the thickness of the book did <laughs> not have, intimidate, Yeah, you know? It would have deterred if like... I think like it deterred a wrath. lot of people. Yeah. But you know what? Whatevs. If you want to sound smart at a dinner party, listen to this podcast. <laughs> listen to this podcast. You don't even have to read. Exactly. We'll just give you the... The ding dings. All right, the highlights. So, so let's let's dive right into it, Kai. Okay. All right, so we start with Theo. So, so it starts with them in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Yeah, he's in a hotel room, and he's like coming across as very sickly, like he's just holed up in his hotel. Yeah. So you know something's happened. Yeah. You don't know what it is, but he's like reading the newspapers. He's acting suspicious. Super suspicious. Right, and you don't know why. And then all of a sudden, we flash back. all the way back to his childhood. Right. So, and that kind of hooked me. I was like, okay, we have to get to where he's in the hotel again. Yeah. But let's go back to how this all started. Honestly, I forgot about the hotel. Part. Oh, you did? Oh. Like, well, because it was 800 pages long. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's here again later on. In the <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then we flash to when he's like 13. Right. And he's just gotten suspended from school. He's a little bit of a delinquent, but not too bad. Yeah, not all the way on the right. the bad, bad side. Correct. So he's gotten suspended from school. Mm-hmm. His dad is no longer in the picture. But it's his just mom. him and his mom. Yep. And you can tell that he, like, worships his mom. Correct. Um, and so she had to take the day off from work. Because they had a... They're meeting with the principal. The principal. Yeah. Yeah. So they... Are heading downtown or wherever I don't know boroughs in New York. Yeah, and so some like it starts raining and there's going to be breakfast involved, but maybe not. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, and then yeah. they decide to go to the museum. Yep. 
because his mom's favorite painting is in the museum. Right, and that's the goldfinch. The goldfinch. Mm-hmm. So they head into the museum. They go see the goldfinch. They they marvel at it. Mm-hmm. Theo has his eyes set on a girl. On a girl. Pippa. Yeah, we don't learn her, learn her name until later. <coughs> Redhead? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that Pippi Longstocking? <laughs> Maybe my Pippi. Yeah, I'm not sure. And it was it's it's this, this young girl that Ingenue. They they make eyes, make they make eyes. contact. And then there's another older man with her. Yeah, he's like hunched over. Right. Um But, but they're like arm in arm sometimes. Just buddies. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, you know, keep crisscrossing through the different rooms together. They keep making eyes. Right. And then I think like he wants to talk to her, but doesn't know how, da da da. da. So I like, thought you know. that was like a good do you remember back in those days? Of course, yeah. And you're like looking at him and you look away. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. I thought she described that like I'm like, <laughs> I remember those times of Of young love. Of young love. Um <laughs> and then at one point um They're getting ready to go, right? What's her mom, the mom's name again? Do you remember? Mm-mm. I don't either. Anyways, the mom and Theo get separated. Um, as they're leaving. As they're leaving, right. And then all of a sudden, there is an explosion. Something happens. There's chaos. Mad chaos. Yeah. Dust clouds. I mean, it sounds like the way she describes it in the book, it's like a massive explosion where like the ceiling is collapsing. Right. Pillars are collapsing. There's dust and rubble. Yeah, and before he sees that or experiences that, he sees like the guards being weird, like running. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you know something's going on. But what I thought was interesting, like they didn't really talk about what actually happened. You know, that the terrorist attack that this was. They didn't say what it came from because that's not really what the book is about. Like she never really focused back on that, right? Yeah. There are certain things that she left out that I thought was an interesting choice. Um, like what? Well, should I jump in? Is that okay to jump ahead? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, like, so Theo's mom dies in this this attack. And they, they don't talk about her funeral. She makes, like... Oh, I never a, thought about that. Yeah, there's, like, one really minute um, uh, reference to it. But there's never like so I was like this boy never mourned because they don't ever talk about him going through the process and him going to her funeral and putting her to rest. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, that's you know. But then like she mentions it like later on, just super briefly. It's like, oh, that did happen. It just wasn't part of this narrative. I wonder why she did that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Hmm. So, but like this, like she didn't talk about who did the the attack and the why behind it. Yeah, you know. But like Theo wakes up, he doesn't he's alive. know he's alive. He has a roaring concussion, I think. <laughs> yeah, and there's glass everywhere. It's smoky, and he sees the old man, the old dude yeah. that was hunched over mm-hmm. on the ground, alive, but but out of it, totally out of it. And he's trying to comfort him. I think he moves removes glass from his face or something. Yeah, I know some gnarly things happen. And then, but it's like they bond in the yeah yeah in the comforting of it yeah and he knows like he's going in and out of consciousness it's mm-hmm. just bizarre and he's like talking about things that don't make any sense right and at one point he gives him his ring ring and then the name of something he was like he gave him the address and something about a green door yeah 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 um and at that point I don't know why this happens either but Theo sees the goldfinch picture. And well, he 
takes it. I think it. Welty, Welty's the old dude. Yeah. Motions towards the picture. Okay. And then Theo, like in all of the confusion, uh-huh. goes up and picks it up, takes it off the wall or off the floor, right. wherever it was. And, and he puts it in puts the it bag. In his backpack. So it's got to be a pretty small painting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Why do you think he took the painting? That's what I don't know. I, I know why he held on to it mm-hmm. for so long, but I'm not sure why he chose to take it. I mean, I could speculate that he took it because he knew it was his mom's favorite and it would sort of be sort of this way to entice her back. You know, like, I have this painting, come for me and then I'll show you what it is. I'll, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like this unconscious way of of drawing her out, out of the rubble, you know? Yeah. I think for me... I didn't think about that, but it was just almost like I felt like he was taking it for safekeeping. Like he knew it was his mom's favorite painting Mm -hmm. and he wanted to have some sort of connection to her and everything around him is like chaos and, you know, just destructed Mm -hmm. and he like took it. I don't know. I never took it as he did it to be like nefarious right. or anything. Right, right, right. It, it was wasn't like, he wasn't doing it for personal gain. Yeah. So that I mean that when that was why it was confusing to me, like the why behind why he took it. Because yeah. it you know, maybe it was just like it was there was the opportunity to do it. It could be that simple. Yeah. You know? But like how he was gonna use it to his advantage, no idea. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> to me it almost seemed like Welty like motioned him to like, look at it, and mm-hmm. then he grabbed it, and then he left. And, like, this part seems crazy to me. <laughs> like, he just left. Yeah. Like, he walked out. He's of- lost completely because he doesn't know his way around. He's, yeah. like, in some back hallway at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, amid all the police officers and firefighters, he just walks out. Right. No one, like, takes care of him. He goes back to his apartment. Yeah. There's, like, yeah, commotion everywhere. Um, but yeah, like no one is there to take a statement or make sure he's not like injured. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. But also I'm sure he wants to hightail that out of there because he knows that he has that painting. Yeah. Right? He's like, let me just slip out quietly. He goes back to his apartment. And he just hangs out there. And he waits for his mom. And that this part, part is heartbreaking. It was crazy. It was, uh, yeah, I was so stressed this entire time. Yeah. Just him waiting. And he, Calling. It, like, it didn't even occur to him that, that she died, yeah. I don't think. He was just like, this is confusing. Where is she? Yeah. You know? And he was like doing stuff to the apartment to make her happy when yeah. she came home. Right. And. Like, didn't he put the picture up where he, and she'd see it so right she, away? Yeah. When she walked in. So that part was tough to read. Yeah. Um, and then I think he's at his apartment for like two days yeah, by himself. Right. And, then, and he's a child. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he has like no resources. How's about eating? I like I'm worried about this child. I know. <laughs> you know. Because it didn't seem like in the setup of the book that they didn't have a lot of money. Like they would talk about like looking into couch cushions for like quarters. Uh-huh. Like Yeah. They were comfortable, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, they weren't strapped. Right. But maybe living, like, paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was like, is there enough food for them in the totally. house? Totally. What's that fridge like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so finally he figures out that his mom has passed away because he calls like the emergency hotline number. Yeah. And she's on a list. Right. And the woman on the phone is like, are you by yourself? Uh-huh. And so that's when I guess his gig is up. Right. And social services comes. Yep. And for some reason or another, the only person that he can say, like, to... As a... As a guardian right, or contact where, where he can go is, like, his friend that he hasn't talked to in years. Andy. Andy Barber. Andy Barber. Yeah. Yeah. And so Andy Barber is his buddy. And, like, I guess there was, like, a bullying incident, right? Where Andy was bullied a lot. Because they were both gifted. Mm-hmm. So they were sent, targets. They sent to a school, maybe like got pushed up a grade, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so since they were smaller and younger and smart, like older guys, right, bullied them. So that's how they got they were connected. Yeah. Um, but then as they grew older, they kind of grew apart. Right. I imagine this was like a sixth grade thing when they were friends, and uh, now they're in like seventh grade. Yeah. It's a bigger population. Yeah, and they're you nice. get lost in the shuffle. Right. Totally, I get that. <laughs> um, so he ends up at the barbers, and this part stressed me out too. Because it's like super plush, yeah. Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. Like I was convinced that the barber family was going to reject him. Because it made you feel that way. Yeah. It was like yeah. Mrs. Barber. It's like the whole family was trying to act like Andy wasn't not Andy. That Theo, Theo wasn't a nuisance, right? But he could tell that like he didn't. Wasn't 100% welcome there. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, like, you're so well off that any small thing will be an inconvenience to you. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, an important inconvenience, right? It's, like, someone's life. And I just felt like Mrs. Barber was eventually going to be sick of his ass. So I was like, Theo, just run the fuck away. Where like, was he going to go? I know. That but, was the other stressful part. I know. Part. But I was like, you. this is not the situation for you. And I was stressed out. And then, pleasantly surprised that they really took him in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can breathe easy again. It's like, I just can't imagine, you know, he doesn't know where his dad is. Right. Oh, we learned that his dad's a drunk. Right. And, like, left them. Right. He was, like, a failed actor. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that he had, like, a bit part on Law & Order SVU. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, the kind of thing that I was imagining. Real swarmy. (laughs) Yeah. Hair slicked back. Yeah, totally. Gold chain. Yeah. Um, and then he just wasn't in touch with his grandparents. Right. Like his mom was from Kansas. I remember that part. Mm-hmm. And then his. But then they did contact the grandparents, and they're like, "Oh, we'll put him at the fucking Holiday Inn." Yeah. I was like, "Hell to the no!" That's he does that. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess like what one of them had, was had, like having health issues, and they couldn't have him in in the house with the the ailing grandparent. I don't buy it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Grandparents. Um, but yes, where else, where else was he going to go? Yeah. So he just hangs out with the barbers mm-hmm. for like a year. He finishes out the school year. He does pretty good, right? Yeah. No. Um, the Again, like, I think what Donna, Donna, can we call her Donna? Donna Tart. Like what she wrote about like his grief with his mom. Mm-hmm. And like she must have experienced some sort of loss like similar mm-hmm. to that because. Because it was so intimate. Yes. Yeah. Like, the waves of grief, like, washing over her, Mm -hmm. washing over him, I guess. And then, like, I wrote this quote down. Hold on. Every new event, everything I did for the rest of my life would only separate us more and more. Days that she was no longer a part, 
an ever-growing distance between us. Every single day for the rest of my life, she would only be further away. Mm. That could make me cry right now if I think mm. about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, stuff like that. I was like, you're able to... I guess this is why you're Pulitzer Prize-winning author, Donna. Mm. She was able to, like, articulate grief in a way that... That's so familiar to yes. every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that, at this point, he's with the barbers. He's thriving pretty much um but then he has the ring oh yeah he has the ring he has that address what am i gonna do with this ring right so then he finds the address Mm -hmm. he goes and he meets hobie (laughs) he shows up (laughs) and he's like i have this ring (laughs) he like shows up at the door and i think he's it's he's dismissed at first but then he says something about welty Mm -hmm. and then hobie brings him hobie's like oh and the, yeah, and then Hobie is just a giant guy. I imagine Hobie as the comic store person on The Simpsons. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> See, Hobie to me was the grandfather on Gilmore Girls, and I know you never watched I didn't that watch show. That. I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna pull up a picture and show it to you afterwards. Okay. Um, but just like a big, like hulking figure, kind of like a, maybe a stoop to his shoulder, mm-hmm. gray hair, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember the comic store person on The Simpsons. Um, I'll, I'll bring you a picture of that, too. <clears throat> um, so he meets Hobie, and then were you ever, like, weird vibes, like this old dude and this 13-year-old, like, going into his house? Did that ever make you feel weird, or did no, it feel natural? No, it felt fine, only because, like, it's not like Hobie enticed him to come to the his antique store. Mm-hmm. It was an antique... He's an antique dealer. Yeah. Right? Or he, and he restored stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... No, but I thought that he was like when he heard about Welty, and he wanted and and you know and Theo had the details about his last moments. It was really like he, yeah, it was innocent to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what I appreciated about that part was like how the relationship between them it seemed to come together so fast and easy just well, because... Well, I did think it was awkward, though. And it was, like, rightfully awkward. Yeah. Like, they'd have dinner, and it's like, okay, it's really formal, you know? <laughs> and then... But then, like, they found their way. And Hobie yeah. just, like, talked to him like a normal person, right. not like an adult talks to a kid. Right. She made that, like, significant... Yeah. Or that point several times. Yeah. That he was, like... He felt like that, that was the first time he had made a friendship with somebody that was older than him. Right. Because they weren't, like... Well... I keep on telling Andy, well, Theo, how are you doing? Yeah, tell me about your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is the part where he finds out that 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 girl is alive. Yeah. Pippa. Pippa. Is alive. She's kind of effed up. Right. Mentally, physically, both? I think physically she, they described her later in the book like having a kind of a limp, Mm -hmm. like she dragged her foot. But then mentally, like her, something happened to her brain. Yeah. They didn't really go into detail about it, but she had to see a specialist. Right. She was sent off to live with her aunt, and then mm-hmm. she was sent to, like, Switzerland. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they just kind of throw, threw her she all over, over the place. She was over the place. And then we found out that Welty was her uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was... She was the niece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that he was, like, shocked that she was alive, because... He didn't know her name. He didn't know anything about her, but he was thinking about her. And all of a sudden, she appeared. And then he like went into the bedroom, and they had this like. They held hands. Were they on the, on the iPod together? Yeah, point? yeah. They held hands, and okay. So this part 
was like the only gripe I had about the goldfinch. Mm-hmm. I guess I have a couple gripes. Um, <coughs> I was like, when Theo's talking and like his thoughts and you know his interactions with people, this is like way more mature of language and vocabulary um, than a thirteen-year-old boy would have. But, but at the end, when you realize he's going back and like writing, his he's in a this is an adult memoirs, writing. I was about, like, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. okay, well that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. But in the moment, you're like, oh yeah, a thirteen-year-old would never. He would never this. write shit like this. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> Think things yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, right. you know. Because a lot of it was, like, super poetic mm-hmm. and... Right. the waves and blah, 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 blah. I was like, no. Because it's first person. Yeah. It's not, like, third person and he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That makes sense. I get that. Um, okay, so... He, he starts hanging out with Hobie, like, almost every day after right. school. They're good buds. Yeah. They have nice meals together. Yeah, and they just... They kick it. Bond. Uh-huh. And, and then, then uh, guess who shuts up at the door? Drunk ass, deadbeat dad. Yeah. What's his name? I don't Lawrence, Larry, something like that. I don't know. I just remember Xandra. Xandra, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the dad will come, Larry. Just you know, to make it easy, he shows up with his girlfriend Xandra with an X. Don't you know that she has like French tip nails? She sure does. She got fake. She tail. likes to wear pink a lot. She got her boobies hanging out. Uh-huh. She's wearing those open toed high heels. Mm-hmm. She could be Kelly Bunny's best friend. <laughs> she could be Kelly Bunny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, did they get the call first? Does he find out over the phone he, first? Yeah, that his Mrs. Barber called him, and then he went home, and they were at the barber's, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. And this was just before the, the barbers were going to adopt him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sad. That was. was and, like I, and I felt like Mrs. Barber was more disappointed than she let on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like she played it cool. But I think that she was disappointed that he was he was take, being going to be taken away. But she understood that that's your parent. biological. Dad. Yeah. yeah. Although the situation was going to be a lot worse because you know he's a deadbeat. Total deadbeat. Um, um. So they go back to the apartment, and Theo like <sighs> rushes to find the painting and safeguard it. Right. But then he does. He he like talks to the doorman, mm. speaks Spanish to them, and like to to have them help him distract yeah while he's like getting his shit ready yeah yeah that was really funny to me and then they're like pilfering through his mom's stuff Xandra and Larry and, yeah it yeah. was so gross that was disgusting yeah and you can see where this is going you know yeah um so they take him to Vegas right he has that like 400 year old painting <laughs> on the United Airlines flight yeah, yep and it's hiding he hides it in his closet <laughs> or something in Vegas uh huh all right, so then we get to Vegas, and this takes up a significant portion of the book. This was my second grade, because uh-huh. I thought the Vegas years, or the Vegas portion of the book, was way too long. I liked it. I didn't mind it. I mean, it was I'm not long. I I disliked it. Oh, okay. Like, it was just too long for you. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's a little dog that's involved. Pop chick. Pop chick, yeah. And then he meets his Best buddy ever. Boris. The Boris. Okay. I love Boris so much. Dude, you and everybody else. Like, in some <laughs> of the, like, I didn't research, you know, the Goldfinch to make my talking points sound smart, but I did, like, look up some stuff. And everybody 
loves Boris. He is like a teenager with a killer sense of humor. You thought so? Yeah. He's just funny. And he starts calling Theo Potter, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) As in Harry Potter. And he started calling the dog Pop Pop Chick. Chick. Mm Because it was like Popper, maybe? I don't remember. I just know Pop Chick. Pop Chick. So the reason why I wasn't like... 100% 100% like in love with Boris uh-huh. like everybody else is because I was like he's taking Theo down this like kind of bad path of like getting drunk every day getting wasted every day they like, do the drugs but the thing is so here's my sort of counter to that is that when you're in that situation I just feel like would it be have, would it have been better for him to be alone. No, of course not. So, yeah. That was like his For brother. him to have like the companionship of Boris and they were like living their lives, drinking, doing the drugs, getting fucking wasted every, every day. single day. And they were so neglected. I know. Like there was not a parent. Like Larry and Zandra. And yeah. Zandra knew that they were like right. getting high uh-huh. and did not even care. She was like, not my kid. Wait, what was her word when she was dismissing something? Obviously, or something like that. Remember? <laughs> I don't remember. There was something that she would say when she just basically didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, obviously. Or whatever. So, and she would say that a lot and just be dismissive because she just wanted to live her own life well, yeah. and not be a mom. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and it's, he's not her son and mm-hmm. this was like not the life she signed up for today. Right. And Theo would hear her talking on the phone to her friends like about him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The Vegas years were also hard for me to read because, you know, the place on it's so desolate. Like, they're out in the suburban area where Domino's won't even deliver. And I feel like it was one of those communities that they were building up. And and then then some people bought the house, but then it was never fully developed. Yeah. So they had no neighbors. There was, like, a dumpster that just happened to be, like next to the house and that's where they would just throw shit. It was just like sandy. That's yeah. what I got. It was like windy and sandy and trash bowl and everywhere. Yeah. Like totally desolate Very by desolate, itself. yeah. But this is like also like all these, all the time that they spent together really like forged their, their bond. And so Boris is living with his dad who's an expat. They're like Russian. And he's never home either. And his dad, yeah, is never home. But when he is home, he's kind of a dick. He's a drunk and he beats his son. Yeah. So Boris basically like moves in with Theo. Right. And his family is okay with that because mm-hmm. they like him. Right. He's, <laughs> he's a co- funny guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got yeah. jokes. He's got jokes. And everyone described him as like, <coughs> excuse me, like not scared of anything. Just like Boris. Unfearful. Mm. Yeah. Boris. Yeah. Um, but again, they would like steal stuff from the grocery store. Like Boris taught, taught Theo how to steal. <laughs> they would like run from the mall cops. They're just being kids, you know. <laughs> you know that neither you nor I did that when no. we were kids. Uh-uh. Um, but like yeah, yeah, all these experiences, like they helped to really make those two, you know, connected at the hip. So I was literally when I was reading this, I was just waiting for it. I was like, when's the gay scene gonna happen? When's the gay scene gonna happen? And it never occurred to me that it, like that was ever gonna happen. Like I it was until you texted me, you're like, I'm waiting for a gay scene to happen. <laughs> Where's that gay kiss? I you knew know. it was going to happen. And it did. And it did. I mean, but, oh, yeah, with the, yeah, we're jumping ahead just a little bit too much. <laughs> Only because, like, so we find out that Theo's dad is gambling. He's a gambler. That's how he's making his money. Yeah, but then he something happens, and, like, some creepy guy starts coming around 
kind of being threatening, mm-hmm. but not threatening, and asking about where Theo's dad is. Um, and then at one point, Theo's dad makes him get on the phone, call the lawyer back in New York. Had a really funny name. And try to get some money. $65,000. Right. And and so this is the point, like, he hits Theo or something. He yeah. beats him up, yeah. But before that, remember, he had taken Theo out, just Theo and his dad. And again, she writes the perspective of a kid, especially a boy, so well. Like, I don't know, as a woman, mm-hmm. if I could write, like, a male perspective, mm. I think, as well as, as she does. Because she was just talking about how he always wanted to look up to his dad and, like, forge some sort of bond with his dad. Mm-hmm. And there's this one point where his dad takes him out to dinner and then he's like, I'm doing really well. I want to put $10,000 into your... I'm going to open up a bank account and put $10,000 in there for you. What's your social security number? And as a reader, you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, monster. And, you know, Theo thinks his dad's putting, like, ten grand. And so then when his dad needed the money... You remember Theo's like, well, you can have my $10,000. Right. And you're like, no. He mm-hmm. had, he just took out a credit line. And That's right. Yep. And then they call the lawyer. Yep. And then the dad's freaking out. And then... The, and then um, see, he wanted the money because he, he said he was opening a restaurant or something, which mm-hmm. is a complete lie. Um, and eventually, Theo just has to ask, can you give me that six $5,000? And the lawyer's like... Pfft. No. No, that's ridiculous. It's for your education. Right. Yeah. And there's a process. And then so dad, the dad freaks out. That never happens. The, the money transition doesn't happen. Um, and then, what, a day or two later? Mr. Mr. Snake guy, right? Shows up. Wait, what? Oh, when his dad dies? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you think he committed suicide? No, I think that there was a hit on him. Oh, I never picked up on that. That's what I thought. Oh, I just thought he got really, 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 really drunk, mm. got in the car, and was just driving out, and didn't give a fuck. He yeah. was like, I know that I'm going to die, so I'm just going to, like... Huh. That's an easy way out. <laughs> now I feel like he got killed. Yeah. So then at that point, Xandra comes home. She got her friends with her. Mm-hmm. They're feeding her pills and booze so she can like not she can forget about it for a hot minute. Boris is there, Theo's there. And Theo's freaking out. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, eventually Xandra's Zan- friends leave. And then they go and throw through her things. And they find hella drugs. Hella and money. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs and that money. And Theo and Boris had talked earlier about getting out of Dodge, running away together mm-hmm. and Theo is ready to pull the trigger but Boris he's like uh uh-uh. uh does he have that girlfriend that girlfriend see that part seemed like belabored to me uh, yeah I was like what is her point right Dotka or something <laughs> rapper, yeah but yeah she messed up their their brohood um so Theo gives Boris half the half money half the money and takes the dog pop chick <laughs> takes pop chick I loved me some pop chick <laughs> I did <laughs> And he is going back to New York. Yeah. The taxi driver shows him how to fashion a secret compartment so that the dog can, like, hang out. (laughs) I was like, that's really weird. (laughs) But cute. Yeah. So Boris stays behind in Vegas with Xandra. 
sell, start selling the drugs. Uh-huh. So he's like the most popular <laughs> guy in school. <laughs> Boris. Uh, and then Theo he's is He's on back. a bus. He's on a bus. Takes a bunch of days to get back to New York. Head back to New York and just like basically shows up at Hobie's house. But before that. He's in oh, the park. He saw Mr. Barber. He sees Mr. Barber, the fam- the father of the family he stayed mm-hmm. with after the mom died. And he's gone crazy. Oh, he looks like a lunatic. Yeah. And it, Theo goes up to him and like tries to say hey and he just like and he yells at him. Yeah, he thinks he's like a vagrant. Like a street kid. Because yeah. he probably looked terrible. Right. Like the Vegas years. He was also years, not in his right mind, the dad. Mr. Barber, yeah. yeah. The Vegas years, like Theo was basically an orphan. Like, he never washed his clothes because mm-hmm. he had nobody to wash his clothes. He ate chips for dinner. I mm-hmm. remember that scene. He's, like, sitting on the bed eating chips. I'm like, ah! Like, that's uh-huh. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or eating, like, leftover rice. Or Chinese, Chinese food. Chinese yeah, When it's, like, a good day, they got yeah. leftover Chinese. Um, and then he goes to Hobie's. And Just then, shows up on the doorstep. Yeah. And then Hobie takes him in. Takes him in. Yeah. And then it fast forwards eight years later. He's an adult. That that was another weird choice to me. I was I was happy for it. Uh-huh. You're like, I don't need all these details. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't need, yeah, I needed like a, a, a shift. Sh- I need a shift. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So eight years later, like we find out that he's like, he's sort of been apprenticing under Hobie yep. and he learned how to. That's another thing. What? What how like what kind of research did Donna Tart have to do on all this furniture stuff? <laughs> there was so much talk about 18th century yeah. antique furniture. Uh-huh. I was like, Ugh. so they're restoring this furniture. You know, he learns how to do it really well from Hobie. Like, what kind of wood goes with what? Da 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 da. Yeah, it, that's that's a lot of detail, which is interesting. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, um, I can't even imagine knowing. All that stuff. Yeah. You know? It's because you, who cares? You have to be right. a special person. Yes. <laughs> right. Those. It's super extra. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 and is this when we find out that he's been kind of hustling? Well, he's a total drug addict. Right. Yeah. Yes. But he's also restoring these pieces. Imitation pieces. And selling them as originals. Yeah. And I almost don't know what that means. <laughs> like... Like, this is an unoriginal 18th century chair? Well, I think just like art, there was furniture that's like this guy, this is this guy's furniture. You know what I mean? Like, oh. everything is this. Oh, sure, thing. sure. Okay, yeah. okay. And so he was taking stuff that was not, it was like just imitation. Mm-hmm. But and he knew how to restore it so well yeah. that it could pass as an original. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's that part. And then at some point, but, yeah. To like talk about that more. Yeah, yeah. Like Hobie had been losing money for, because he didn't care about keeping the shop open. They right. talk about that. Oh yeah, like he would like maybe open for an hour. Yeah. If someone made Welty, an appointment. Welty was the one that was like the salesman and the showman. Got it. And so I think when he, you know, became an apprentice and then a partner and whatever. He was, like, trying to turn things around. Got it. Get the tax people off their backs. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. So he was selling these fake pieces for a lot of money, and he made them able to stay open. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's during this time that he runs into... Kitsy? 
Well, no, the brother. This brother. Yeah. Okay, this part was super weird for me. So we're talking about Andy Har- Bar- Barber's brother. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. can't remember his name. I don't either. But um, he was like, oh, mommy, you'll be, first of all, grown ass man. <laughs> Calling her mom, mommy. <laughs> like, no. Mommy will be so happy to see you. And he's like, yeah. um. But this sure. is also the, okay. the brother that kind of tormented him yeah. when they were little. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of weird that he was being all nice to him. This whole thing was weird to me. Mm-hmm. Because he goes back over to the Barbers, mm-hmm. and Mrs. Barber is a total recluse. She's a, yeah, she's a mess. Uh, Andy and Mr. Barber have died. They have died in a boating Sailing accident. Sailing accident. Yeah. And she takes Theo, yeah, she takes Theo in like he's her long lost son. And I'm just like, you weren't that nice to him when he needed you when he was 13 years old. No, that you, I felt, see, I felt different. I felt that she was nice to him. I never got those warm, fuzzy vibes from her. I think that she was nice. Insofar as she could be. Do you know what I mean? That's why I said that when he left. You thought she was. She was more disappointed than she let on. Mm. You know? Because that's just how she had to be. Um, But she wasn't like a a lovey-dovey mom type anyways. But when she saw him, she was like, she she took him in right away. And um, it elevated the entire family, having his presence back in their lives. Right? Yeah. Did you get that? I got that vibe, but it still just didn't like click with me. Huh. Um, so I thought that was different. Like to me, that wasn't super believable, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So then he starts dating Kitsy. Which I thought was gross. Which I thought was so (laughs) strange. Um, and then also she was kind of a, a brat to him when he was like 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was pretty mean to him. And, but I never felt like he was super in love with her. Right. It was just like the stability of who it she was. It was convenient. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's the should. Yeah. You should be with her because, just because. Yeah. Right. And meanwhile, like he's in love with, with Pippa. Pippa. Yes. Yeah. The one that is in his heart, the one that he's passionate about. That he like, writes letters to yeah. and buys presents for mm-hmm. and makes mixed CDs for. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then... Um, and then Kitsy just not that person. Like, she's just not deep. Right. I think it's, like, one way for him to stay connected to that family. hmm For sure. Yeah, but I wasn't into the relationship at all. And she seems super shallow to me, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then Theo decides he needs to get clean. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So. And, like, he's he's had this, like, get clean kit in his in a bag in his closet forever. I'm, like, rooting for him. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I'm, like, so anti-dread this time? I'm like, come on, Theo, you can do it, you can do it! So he finally does it, but it, I mean, it seems terrible. Yeah, it's a Like, the depression and... Withdrawals. Yeah. Uh And... And wait, and so, I was confused. Did Hobie know that he was an addict? You know what I mean? Because I felt like when he was trying to get clean... Hobie was, like, around. Hobie was around, and he just kept saying he had the flu. Right. And, like, did Hobie believe that, or did he? was he more savvy than that? I think Hobie had to have been more savvy yeah. than that. Don't you think? I mean, I would hope so. But yeah. I, I, I couldn't pick up one way or the other what was happening. Yeah. She didn't know? give it up. No clues. Mm-hmm. And I only asked only because, like, Hobie also had no idea of anything going on with, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, with the restorations and, yeah, the yeah. illegal... Transactions that were happening. Um, um, 
But, you know, so he's with Kitsy, and, like, obviously, as every addict does, there's going to be times that you want to get your fix, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess something something especially, like, stressful is happening with his fake restoration sales. Oh, because Lucian comes up, comes into the picture. (laughs) Lucius? Something something that sounds like the devil. I think it's Lucius. He bought one of uh, Theo's fakes. His pieces. And he discovered that it was a fake. Mm -hmm. And he called him out on it. And then he's also like, I know you have the painting. Right. Eventually he was like, because he's heard these stories. Oh, guys, we haven't talked about this. Theo still has the goldfinch. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. When he left (laughs) Vegas, he took the goldfinch painting with him back to New York um, and eventually goes to some random storage place that was meant for arts to be held there because it's climate control da 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 and so he leaves it in that storage place and he pays two years in advance uh because he doesn't want to be there more than he has to be you know Um, yeah so that's part of the where the goldfinch is so he's like somebody is on to me right and this has never happened Mm -hmm. and he plays it cool Mm -hmm. yep but he's freaking out inside so then he goes to look for some drugs. Uh-huh. And who does he run into? Boris. And you're just like, okay, this would never happen. Okay. <laughs> you're in the middle of some seedy ass district in New York uh-huh. and you run into your long lost friend Boris. Well, I love how it happened because like, he walks into this, this dark <laughs> bar. He can't see anything and he leaves and he's walking on the street and all he hears, Potter! <laughs> And then I was so happy. I like I literally gasped. Like it's Boris. Um, So they reconnect. Um, They spend like all night together talking. uh And Boris is like kind of living large. And we know that Boris is into some shady ass shit. Right. It's like Russian mafia feeling. Yeah. He's wearing like hundred thousand dollar watches. Got leather jacket. But like track pants. (laughs) You know. I love it. And you're like. Why does that not surprise me about Boris? <laughs> None of it. Right. At all. But come to find out that he was looking for, for Theo. Mm. Oh, yeah, because... He arrived, um, and, like, Theo kept seeing, like, someone outside of the, the antique place, and he was, like, nervous about that. But that was... It was Boris. Yes, 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 yes. 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 And then, so that's why it's not that far-fetched that they would run into each other, because he was actually looking for Theo. Yeah. And at this point, he had um, proposed to To Kitsy. Yep. There's, like, all these things going on. There's China patterns being picked out. There's uh, an engagement party that's happening. Lucius is there. Um, So. Yeah. Theo and Boris are talking. Yeah, they're just chit-chatting. They're having just, a, they're having a good old yeah. life. Uh-huh. And Boris apologizes to Theo. Yeah. And then Theo's like, what are, what, what are you talking about? And then it comes out. Yeah. And then it relates back to the, what was happening in Miami. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Lucius was, Lucius said, I know about that there was a painting in Miami. Alluding to this heist gone wrong right. in Miami. And I think somebody died. And, and Theo's the only one that that was in the room with the goldfinch at the time, so it's him that stole it. Yeah. And he wants to know where it's at. Da, 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 da. 
So Boris is like talking to Theo. He's like, I owe you everything. I owe all of my fortune to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really sorry. Theo is completely confused. Yes. And then what happens? And then Boris tells him, I stole the goldfinch. I stole the goldfinch. That part had me floored. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh-huh. I was 100% surprised by that. Yeah. I remember I texted you, and I was like, Boris took it? I could not believe it. Um, and Thea like, the was shocked, but I couldn't figure out where his horror came from. Like, because Boris stole, or because he thought all this time... You know, because I don't know. I just doesn't feel like it's it's not the goldfinch isn't Theo's, right? So if someone stole it, then oh well. I didn't. I just didn't. He had get, an attachment to it. Though. I know. So like, and I think that she wrote about it. But what's weird is like the, an attachment to what? Though? It's not like he put it out. He's not looking at it. But he liked having it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's got it. He liked knowing that he had something that was invaluable that nobody else knew he had mm-hmm. and it made him feel like special and powerful and he and wrote connected about to his that. mom yeah right he wrote that like how it was a relief that he didn't have it anymore that it had been taken from him and it wasn't in his possession but he also didn't feel special anymore mm. and uh, yeah he flips his wig yeah. Goes crazy. Stomps out. He stomps out. Never talking to you again. Uh-huh. But we know that's not the truth. Because Boris comes back and says, I think I know where it's at. How to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. They have the But you have to get party. on a plane tonight. Yes. So they have this engagement party. Him and, uh-huh. you know, him and Kitsy, Theo and Kitsy. It's like super posh. And, and then it's like, this didn't feel like his life. Yeah. It does not feel like Theo's life. Okay. But riddle me this. Yeah. So you have an engagement party, and then literally later <laughs> that night, your fiance leaves, uh-huh. and he like doesn't talk to her while he's in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Bye, see ya. So they go to Amsterdam, right? And it's basically just well, they go to that guy's place first. Was that in Amsterdam? No, it's that like that, was that in like New York. weird crack house place. That was in New York. So. Okay, yeah. So they that go was there. Disturbing. It was weird, but but he so this I don't even know his name, but this guy is like super rich, um, and he. He's one that tips them off that it's in the Netherlands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like all these like people in the sleeping bags on the floor, yeah, like ODing on drugs. Um, yeah, just like, being a hot mess, right? But he but he also notices in this guy's place he has some really important pieces. Yeah, so he's stepping over bodies on the floor yeah. to go look at art. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. Um, and eventually, the, uh, the guy tells Theo and Boris it's in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So that's when they take action. They get on a plane. They go to Amsterdam. And then lots of weird details happen, but they track down where the goldfinch is, right? Yep. They make a shady exchange. Like, it okay. was supposed to be clean. So now we're in the kitchen, right? That restaurant? Yes. Okay, yeah. so here's here's the thing that I was thinking. So Theo, there's, like, two two guys, right? Well, let's talk about what was supposed to happen, right? Like, was there money exchanged? I don't know. Okay. I guess. I'm oh, wait, there was money, because he had 
they had he had taken like all of his money out of his accounts. Right. And he yeah, they were gonna exchange money for the painting. Right. So that's it was it gonna be just a clean transaction like but that. But it also wasn't all the money that was supposed to be there. It was like ten thousand dollars or something on top and then they had like banknotes uh, right. that were fraudulent. Uh-huh. So it wasn't totally clean. Right. It I mean none like, of this is. Yeah. <laughs> but then what actually happens? So you remember that part where Thea's like he saw like a, a young boy. The Asian boy? The Asian boy. Yep. And he and Boris and the other dude, Max or somebody, was like, Oh no, I didn't see anybody there. But Thea saw him. Uh-huh. Do you remember this part? Right. Yep. And then everything goes haywire. Yep. Um And so they get the the painting back. They get the painting. And they keep their money. Yeah. And then they get the fuck out. Yes. And yes. so you're like, oh my God, it actually worked. Right. It, it's like bumbling idiots, like the Tanya Harding thing. <laughs> yes. But it worked. They did it. They, you know, yeah. Everybody's celebrating. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they're all going to go out, get something to eat. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. So then like the the uh, Max and whatever henchmen, they leave. Mm-hmm. Boris and Theo are going to meet with them later and divide up all the money. Yep. But then... But then mm-hmm. we see that little Asian boy. Yes. And so here's my, like, conspiracy theory. Because I was like... Oh, uh, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, I Boris think. is never going to give this painting back to Theo. Because it has made him, like, so much money. And... Excuse- okay. It has, like, elevated him. So I... Wait, let me finish! I know. <laughs> I know. You're dying. You're dying. And so I thought Boris was in cahoots with those two bad guys mm-hmm. to, like... Get the painting back from Theo, and that was the end of it. And Boris could be like, "See, I tried to help you, right? But now the painting is still on the black market, right? Did See, you think that? I thought that he was in it with Theo, and that he was going to screw over the two henchmen. Um, and so he was going to keep the money, keep the painting, um, but he was on Theo's side the whole time. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, no, Boris is only looking out for Boris. Right. Like he doesn't want this painting to go. Yeah. But that crossed my mind too. But I didn't want to believe that part because they were bros. Because <laughs> you're Team Boris. <laughs> I am Team Boris. <laughs> so so it's that little Asian person along with these henchmen from that, America, from the New York person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the crack house owner. And they get the painting back. Well, Boris knows these guys, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, this is bad news. We're in trouble. Yeah, um, it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, they're either gonna fucking die or a miracle's gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? And the miracle happens, <laughs> and for some, I don't know how, but so the Asian boy takes off with the goldfinch, right? He takes the fuck off, and then there's like this mad like car scene chase. Like, Guns shooting, heads getting blown off, yeah. blood, gore. And Theo, like, murders yeah. one of the dudes. I call it self-defense. <laughs> but it's just like, this guy, like, he was a normal kid. Right. And then this chain of events happens, and now he's in Amsterdam, and he <laughs> murdered a henchman. Yes. <laughs> Many. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he's like, holy shit. Like, how am I going to go back to New York and marry Kitsy when I've, like, murdered people? <laughs> yeah. So then... Well, it's funny, too, because when I was reading this part, like, Donna Tart described, you know, it was a gunshot, and then I, all the time was red on, you know, in the snow, da da And I was like, was Boris shot? Mm, yeah. You, you don't know, like, whose blood it was and whose head is blown off. Um, but 
it's Boris. I mean, not Boris. It's the the, 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 the bad yeah. guys. But the Boris bad is alive. Guys. The bad guys. <laughs> Boris is alive. They're both safe. They're both traumatized. They go. They get cleaned up some somewhere. It's confusing. Like on the street. Um. And then what's his name? Theo walks home all night. Right. He goes back to his hotel. And Boris has been shot and is bleeding, but he's driving mm-hmm. to wherever his wherever he's going. <laughs> right. Yeah. And at that point, Theo just holds up. Because he's, like, deathly ill. Yeah. He's, like, about to die. And he's trying to hide from authorities because he's, he's, like, this is going to make the news. Yeah. And he's checking the paper every single day. And this is where we catch up with how it started at the yes, beginning of the book. he's in the hotel in Amsterdam. Yeah. So he's in this, like, nice hotel. He's totally holed up. He, like, is even paranoid about sending his clothes out for dry cleaning, mm-hmm. which obviously there's blood all over it. Right. Um, and... We get the feeling that he's, like, so feverish that he's hallucinating. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Like, he's... And he's about to kill himself. He's super depressed. Yeah. Yeah. He makes plans to kill himself. Right. And you're... And he's, like, writing letters to all of the people that are important in his life. And um, then he has a dream. With his mom. His mom shows up. Mm-hmm. And that part is hard to... Like, it's just sad. Anytime that he's, like, thinking about his mom, like, that was always hard for me to mm-hmm. read. And then he decides he's just going to, like, come clean, turn himself in. Yeah, he's going to go to the popo. Yeah, and he's just, like, preparing himself to go to jail. Yeah, he's, and then, he has com- completely, like, resolved I'm gonna, that I'm going to be in jail. Da-da-da. For the rest of my life. Yep, I killed it. somebody. Yeah, this is it. My life's over, but it's the right thing to do. Then who shows up again? Big old Boris. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> then who shows up again? <laughs> um, Boris shows up. Boris comes to the hotel. And he's like super jovial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At this point, too, this is what fucked me up, is that Theo had a phone, but the battery was dead. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't get a hold of Boris if he wanted to. Yeah. He right? got to bring their charger, Theo. <laughs> yeah, just or even go buy a European charger, Theo. So Boris is there. He's super joyful for whatever reason. He wants to order all this food. He's like freaking... He's on cloud nine. Yeah. But we, don't, we come to find out that he's tipped off the international art police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he knows where the goldfinch is. Yeah. And so... Because he tipped them off, they found the Goldfinch painting, and they awarded him all this fucking all money. this money. I was like, "How perfect is that?" <laughs> it's so Donna, funny. you just you just ended it with a little bow, didn't you, girl? <laughs> but not only Tied that, because they found that Goldfinch, they there were found other, other stolen paintings that were worth so much, and so they were getting way more money. They were getting money on money on yeah. money on money. But it was weird because like Thea wasn't buying it. He was like. He was, like, really numb at this point, and he was still committed to going to the police. But then once that came out, I think that he was still in shock, you know. Um, and So this was, like, you know, everything about this book, I think, is written so perfectly, except how, like, all of this, you know, snowballed, and but always worked out in their favor. Yeah. I'm just like... Okay, but Allison, it is a book, so whatever. <laughs> you, Allison, you hadn't written no books, okay? <laughs> um, so I think he accepts it finally. He's not going to go to the police. He keeps that that money. But he's going to pay back. Yes, he's going to make his, his wrongs pieces. right. Yeah. But then he has to, he goes to Hobie first. And, and Hobie's then, just like in disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had told Hobie what he had done right before. Mm, no. 
This is this is when he. I think he didn't tell him the whole truth. I think he said that he oh, made like, mistakes. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize, whatever. But this time he was like, okay, this is what happened for real. Except he left out the murder part where he killed. <laughs> yeah. You know. He's like, you don't need to know that part. <laughs> Broke off the engagement with Kitsy. Thank God. But he never got with Pippa. No. Because they, she said that she loved him, but they couldn't be together because yeah. they were too similar. Yeah. Which, Which I, kinda, I get. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's still sad. It was very sad. She has to be with some goober head. <laughs> um, so then he commits the rest of his, you know, life, I guess. But he's just like, he's just like, this is me, guys. Like, I'm neither happy nor sad. I'm just existing. Right. Living life. And I, I think, like, one of the, my biggest takeaways from this book was, like, he always made bad choices, but it was just like that's who he was. Like there was nothing in him that necessarily wanted to ever do the right thing. Like he was drawn to doing kind of the wrong thing. Like I don't think it was the wrong thing necessarily though. You know what I mean? Keep talking. I'll look up my quote. That spoke to me. Because because I I don't know. It's not like he did anything that hurt people. You know? Except murder someone. Well, yeah, but that was like, he didn't murder them to murder them. Like, he was trying to, like, save his life, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the most wrong thing he did was sell the the uh, restored things as originals. Um, so I don't feel like he did the wrong thing to do the wrong thing, for the most part. I just okay. found that he was put in situations that were out of his, his control and he just tried to make the best he could with, with with those situations. Like when you're a kid, you know, I don't have a choice but to go to Vegas because my dad's here. Yeah. You know, and for him to like find some light in that with Boris. I mean, I wish they didn't do all those drugs and drink so much, but, <laughs> you know. But he always kept up with Pop Chick. <laughs> right. And we got to see Pop Chick age. All right, here's my quote. Yeah. And it's long, so just... yeah. Bear with me. Mm -hmm. All right. What is that thing? Why am I made the way I am? Why do I care about all the wrong things and nothing at all for the right ones? Or to tip it another way, how can I see so clearly that everything I love or care about is illusion? And yet for me anyway, all that's worth living for lies in that charm. A great sorrow and one that I am only beginning to understand. We don't get to choose our own hearts. We can't make ourselves want what's good for us or what's good for other people. We don't get to choose the people we are. Then it goes on a little bit. How do we know what's right for us? Every shrink, every career counselor, every Disney princess knows the answer. Be yourself. Follow your heart. Only here's what I really, really want someone to explain to me. What if one happens to be possessed of a heart that can't be trusted? What if the heart, for its own unfathomable reasons, leads one willfully and in a cloud of unspeakable radiance away from health, domesticity, civic responsibility, strong social connections, and all of the blandly held common virtues, and instead straight toward a beautiful flare of ruin, Mm -hmm. self-immolation, and disaster? So that's it. Mm -hmm. That, That was like, to me, that was like the theme of the book. Like, he... Because if, even if you go back to, like, the very beginning mm-hmm. when he's hanging out with that Tom Cable guy, I think his name was, yep. and why he got in trouble. 
because he was hanging out with the wrong dude who had cigarettes. Like, he had made a poor choice, and then he gets suspended, and then it's like... It snowballs. This, 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 and this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I felt the, the theme was... Like, he talks about, like, in his sort of last soliloquy, that um, it's all going to end poorly. You're just going to die anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, he talks about um, that a lot. He does. You're going to die anyways. But until that point, you can find some good through all the tragedies that you've been through, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what he did. It's like, yeah, he talks about how the stars only shine because there's darkness around it. Um, and um, there's, you can't, what did he say about fate? Is that sometimes... Oh, life is cruel, but not unintentional. Mm. Like, there's a purpose to every single thing, even the horrible things, you know? And so instead of living the life that you're supposed to, like you should, you know, go to college and be married and have a kid, da-da-da-da. Like, that's not the path for some people. For most people, probably. And, um... Instead of trying to fit into that, how can you, even through the disasters of your life, find a way until you die to... Find beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And find life in all that stuff. Um, so it's real deep. <laughs> High five, bro. We just nailed it. <sighs> I love this book. It was really good. Um, I could read the book again, which yeah. is it's hard to imagine because it's 800 pages long, but... Like, and there's more to discuss that we didn't even... Yeah. We just kind of, like, touched the main points. But right. I think there's other things that we could have dove into. Right. There's a... It's really dense in in the themes that you can find. Um, Guess what? What? They're making a movie out of it. Oh, are they? Yeah. Next year. I know Nicole Kidman's in it. Oh. I imagine her to be Mrs. Barber. Me too. going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, the little... Some one of the Stranger Things kids is in it. I'm not oh. sure which one. Yeah, he's Theo. I did not know. Oh my god, who's gonna be Boris? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I, I really think you should read the book. Yes. Like it was it was good and you know, if we're still doing the gripe next year, we'll we'll have to do a movie review. <laughs> movie review. Anyways. Um, we'll give you another book selection soon. Um, thanks for listening thanks to for our listening. first book club Inaugural sesh. run. And we hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Yes. <sighs> Bye. Bye.